This is Plus Money Golf on the Patriot Sports Network. A golf betting podcast that's better than most. What he said. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. And now, here are your hosts, Adam, Smitty, and Eric. Good evening. Welcome to Plus Money Golf on the Fantasy Sports Corp Network. Show with the pro and the caddy. That would be Adam and Smitty. My name is Eric. I'm just the host. We are brought to you this evening, as all evenings, by Jazz Sportsbook, Casino, and Racebook, and Underdog Fantasy. You can use code PLUSMONEY, all one word. Get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's a great... Hey, you're already winning a bet just by depositing. Chris is over there. He's got like four screens. He's getting us on the internet, doing all the important shit. Adam and Smitty are both here. That's good stuff. How are you guys doing? Doing good. 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 Long, good. long week. Yeah. yeah kind of crazy how like when the 4th of July, man, sits right Boy, like yeah. towards the middle of a week, it just makes everything feel like, drags out. Yeah. It's you put that thing place. on a Tuesday and it messes up two different yeah. weeks. A lot of golf and plus a lot of beverages. Golf. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So what did we do last week? I think uh based on the text messages. Last week we well we what? we didn't recap well, last or the week before Rocket with Ricky. That's went right. In. We didn't. We haven't talked about the Rocket Mortgage yet. Yeah, with Ricky went in at plus fourteen hundred. You know, we yeah. had had one in a top twenty. Pendrith in a top twenty. Lucas Glover goes fourth place, gets a top twenty, and played he really helped out the DFS lineup. Well, Lucas Glover, nobody had him. Yeah, 0. he went three percent. And he gets sixth last week at Deer, which I knew he was going to play good. He always plays good there. He loves Quad Cities. And I watched a lot of it that I could when I wasn't playing. And all they talked about, like there was a group of 10 or 12 guys that just said this is their favorite tournament of the year because they like the area. It's like low key. Um, Like Poston, what was it? Poston, the guy that won. Um, There's like six guys and they like rent a house. And now they've been two for two. So it's like, yeah, we're going to see. I hope we, JT gets that house locked in again for next year. So, yeah, that's pretty, pretty awesome. Cool. That's pretty awesome if those guys do do something yeah. like that. Like, I mean, because obviously most of them can afford to have their own house if they want yeah. to. Right. But like the fact that the fact that they come together and they rent a house and they're all chilling together together and having a good time. And um, that camaraderie, I think, on tour has yeah. As it continues to get closer and closer um, and better and better um, as as the years go on, I feel like. Because if you were talking about something like this, what, 20 years ago? That wouldn't like, happen. What the 10 years ago, doing? really? Yeah. I mean, it's just that stuff did not happen ever. And, you know, that trickles down. That trickles down all the way down to, you know, the level True. in which I coach at at the high school level now. Yeah. Where it's like, man, you could think about where when you were in high school and you had your rivals and you hated each other. Right. And like, you never talked to those dudes ever. Now they're like best friends off the, off the floor, off the field. It's like, what are we doing? Yeah, I think it's uh, where you see the growth of like junior golf through PGA junior league and like the junior yeah. golf course and the AJGA and they get these, to know each other. So where all these kids are playing together every week, they get friends and then they go to college and they're, they're friends in college and then they're friends on the tour. And, um, it's really cool to see, but you know, like now you have these big, huge national teams, like a friend of mine's son just went to Japan for the world, the junior world championship. And I mean, he's probably there with people that he's going to be friends with through college and, and maybe on the tour, but it's cool. And, you know, people probably don't realize that. I mean, there's some large homes in Davenport area where the tournament was like people wouldn't realize probably how much money's down there, but with deers, you know, corporate headquarters being there. I mean, yeah, there's massive oh, homes there. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, eight to 10,000 square foot homes down there, like bigger than you would see in California. Yeah. It's a little, a little cheaper to live there too. Yeah. Yeah. Your, air. your money, your money stretches a little bit more. It definitely does. If you're making 10 mil a year at deer, uh, your money goes way farther than it would be. if you're in California, no kidding. Is no, I, just, I just think that that's like a thing though, where, you know, these dudes, they start playing so competitively at a young age. Right. And 
the the friends that they would make normally at school and that kind of thing, right? It's just not happening all that much, right? Because yeah. they're never home and they never get a chance to hang out with anybody. So it's this is their world. And if they didn't make friends with kids that they played on the junior tour and all that kind of stuff, they wouldn't have any friends. Well, we see it now with every sport like golf, motocross, tennis, where these kids are elite athletes at 11, 12, 13, and they're just doing the homeschool or the online yeah. school. And they're, they're not worried about playing high school golf because they know they're already going to go to college by playing these national events. So mm-hmm. uh, high school golf kind of is missing out and high school tennis for that matter, because the elite kids are, are traveling. They, they, they can't be in school. There's summer, there's tournaments year round all over the world. So. Wow. Yeah. I mean, like, like I was talking to you guys before the show, the, the kid that I was caddying for, um, just, just, uh, yesterday he was, he was talking about how, yeah, I have a, I, you know, we're, we came in from Sacramento and now we're, we're playing, we're playing at Aaron Hills today because we have a, we have a day off tomorrow. I have to go play my practice round and then I'm taking Wednesday off and then I start, and then I start the, I start yeah. the event. And then as soon as I get done with the event, we leave right after my round, go to the airport, fly back to Sacramento. And then very next day, he's got a two and a half hour drive, um, North, uh, for another event that starts. And yeah. I was like, what? I worked like, yeah, at a place. I worked at a place that hosted these, like an AJGA event. And there's, yep. I mean, kids from Korea, Japan, China that fly over here just to play for the whole summer. Mm-hmm. And they're not schooling when they get back home. They're just staying here doing online. I mean, uh, I watch a lot of motocross and those kids, they have like a motocross, basically high school that's online. And then like there was two or three kids that graduated last week at the race. So. I mean, yeah, I think do the whole graduation ceremony, but I mean, if you're an elite talent, you know, you just essentially, I mean, really you don't have time for school. I mean, it's what it comes not, down to. Yeah. You're not going to need to learn the skills necessary to sell insurance. That's no. not going to be your life. No, you can worry about something when you're done with the game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, that's how it is today. But it's cool. To, it's cool to see players that that are getting together. It's it's got to make the tour grind a lot less difficult. I mean, you see at socials this week. I mean, Ricky, JT, and Jordan are all hanging out at Wimbledon, and you know, uh, Zal Torres was there. Uh, uh, Luke Donald was there. All these guys are there, just getting ready for the Scottish this week, and then the British the next week. So it's, it's going to uh, make for even better Ryder Cup teams. It is. Yeah, you're well, going to have guys that really bond that yeah. can pair, play good with any player instead of like, who are we going to put Phil with? Because he only plays with this guy. Or who are you going to put Patrick Reed with? It's like, dude, you could throw you know, JT Post out there, could probably play with a dozen different guys and still get along. Yeah, it's not really going to matter. They're literally going to be able to look at things and be like, here's, here's how we match yeah. up the best. These are our pairs. And let's well, go you see it in practice rounds. I mean – there's four or five guys playing together where used to in the day, it would be tiger on his own with maybe one guy or Phil on his own with maybe one guy. Like nobody wanted to reveal anything. And they're using these practice rounds more for just hanging out and having fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Which another story about the deer. So a kid from my club played in the <coughs> pro-am with Zach Johnson, Caitlin Clark and Aberg, And this, from what I was told, I don't know if it's true. I didn't ask him what he shot, but he supposedly shot 72 and he's 13 years old. Jeez. And he said, he, I said, did you outdrive Zach? And he said, yeah, I was out driving Zach, but he's like, Aber, there's no chance that dude moves it. He's like, it gets out there so fast. It's just a different level of golf. But he sounded like Aberg was probably the, he said he was one of the nicest pros that he had met at the tournament. So. That's cool for him. That is cool. He just made the list. He's been playing really well as of he has. Uh, fourth place last week. Uh, yeah, just was he was up there right away and and hung in. You see these guys fall off. Yeah, it's, it's crazy how the leaderboard changes. From it was a pretty what? good. The picks I posted. I mean, I had Post and Glover and Aberg in the top ten, and Glover and Aberg in the top twenty. So. Nice. Too bad for me. No. Yeah, I mean, we gotta. What? What? Uh, we gotta make sure that we gotta make sure that we have a show next year. Even like 
the fourth cannot get in our way next year. And <laughs> we got to figure something out next year for us to actually get down there together. And the deer was actually sold out wow. like every day and the practice runs were sold out. It's the working I mean, man's major. They did have concerts on Saturday and Sunday, but were, which were free if you had a grounds pass. But mm. my wife's friend had asked where you could find tickets. So I go on the website just to see club seats were sold out all the club, uh, like the VIP seats, the $250 tickets were sold. The, the grounds passes were all sold out. So, I mean, if you're every other tour event, look at having concerts because the additional ticket sales easily offsets what you're going to pay for Blake Shelton to come sing for one night or, or, Dari- or Darius Rucker. That's a fantastic Rucker. idea. Yeah. That's when a Darius Rucker's idea. already in the area for a concert in Dubuque on Thursday. So, or you could have like a dozen people run out on the green and do the chicken dance. Yeah. That's kind of what Liv is doing. I didn't even realize, realize again, there was even a live event. <laughs> that's the only reason I knew was because they resorted to a flash mob to get into people's Twitter feeds. Yeah. Oh, that's not going to happen anymore. I have, yeah. I have blacked out all live events. I, I've seen that. I, I did see today where they are moving the, the live championship from Saudi Arabia to, I think Trump Doral. So yeah. it's about 50 degrees cooler. Probably uh, there's something to that. I would think, you know, with the new deal, like could be TV. Like they're trying to get more TV. It's in Saudi Arabia. The time difference is going to be brutal. Oh, the yeah. ratings are already terrible when they don't have like in central U S viewing time whether West coast or East coast or overseas, like nobody's watching him because it's just yeah, those world cup games were going on at like yeah. 2 AM. One of my friends went, he said he's been to th- three or four live events. And he said that the, uh, what they show you for spectators is only on the days where they have the concert. He said the other days, the, the people there, it's just terrible. Like the attendance is terrible. He's like, there's literally 5,000 people there when there's no concert, but the days when they take all their pictures of like, we're, you know, we have more people here. It's when they have a concert and there's 40,000 people because they've got a concert. They're not coming to watch golf. Sounds to me like I could get a media credential and a one-on-one interview with Taylor Gooch. Probably could. Liv will have to have an event up here eventually. You know, see. There's lots of stuff coming out week to week about live. Yeah. Who knows how many events are left? Yeah, that's true. I mean, it could be, I mean, the way things are going, that could, that could end so abruptly. It sounds like we might have some sort of like, or, you know, like we have these opposite field events. There could be opposite field events for like 50 guys that are, it's a somewhat live event, but it's a tour event. Oh, to where they just have, they just have, so I they think, just continue to have alt, yeah. like alternate events. I think like the elevated the events right. will be, you know, like they'll have 10 instead of 20 elevated events. They may have like 10 or 15 that are super high payout, but only certain people get to play. It's kind of like, I mean, honestly, it kind of be like, how well, this is how, so like the Barbasol, how it got started yeah. was because of the open initially, yeah. right? It was an alternate event. And that's because it's only been going on since 2015. So, I mean, it's that that was the reason it was invented. So maybe it's kind of like that. Like, all right, we got this big elevated event this weekend and there's only these guys can come. The rest of you, if you would like to play still, here's this other event across the country where no yeah. one will be paying attention to you. Perfect. Just like fine. I mean, if you look at like the, yeah, John, it is fine. the John Deere field, like I, I was actually talked with a couple of guys this week about it and you know, guys that follow golf or bet on golf. And they were like, this is a probably the strongest field deers had in five or 10 years. Mm-hmm. If you look at the players in there and how they've been performing week to week, it was, I thought it was the strongest field they've had probably ever. <laughs> Cause when Spieth was there, it, he was a nobody. I mean, he was right out of college. I mean, he kind of put it on the map and then you got a few guys every now and then when they were good, but I thought the field this year was way stronger. What the, what's he doing? Is he carrying his suits around in a Walmart bag or probably what's the deal? Did you see that picture of him in the wrinkled up suit? It's, it's probably a rough. linen suit, dude. Oh yeah. I, bet <laughs> I noticed he was the only one not wearing a tie. So could have been like 
his stuff got lost. Oh, uh, yeah. Or he doesn't yeah. know how to iron. Might have had a rough one at the airport. I don't know how to iron. I've tried it a couple times. Very unsuccessful. Come on. You know how to iron. Get out of here. I, I know. I know how to, you know, I, I know how to try to do it. Like I see people on TV, but it don't work out. You looked very uncomfortable in a suit though. <laughs> yeah. Compared to JT and Ricky. Do we want now, to, uh, do we want to give some love to Sepp Straka before we move on? Yeah. What? Wasn't that he was 133rd awesome. on Friday? Well, he uh, went, he, he was bonkers 11 under through 14. Yeah. And like, I mean, he was running day, away. He was running tournament. away with this thing all of a sudden come the back nine. And then, you know, he would have won by four if he just could have managed to par on the last hole and he doubles the last hole. That's why he only it looks respectable then like for the rest of the guys, but it really yeah. wasn't a race at all. I mean, he was no. just limping into the finish line and he know, knew he won. And yeah, it's just, it's kind of crazy though. 11 under through 14 is absolutely I mean, insane. Those last oh, four 59. holes. I mean, mm-hmm. those last five holes a deer are extremely difficult. Like the short par four, if you miss it in the wrong spot, you're dead. And then the next hole, you have a really difficult off the tee and then a really difficult end of the approach. And then you have a short par three and then 17's not, it's a par five that's reachable, but it's not a cakewalk. Yeah. 17, 17's kind of a, kind of an interesting, I feel like par five hole and then deceivingly difficult hole. You have to, you have to hit your spots in the fairway off the tee on that one to have like a, a good look and a good angle in there. And then the same thing is on 18 too. You have to be on the right. Yeah. You have to be in the correct spot on the fairway to have a really good look at where you want to be on the green. Um, 17 off the tee has way more curve than it looks from the TV. Yep. Like when, yeah, you play when you're there it, you in person, hug it hard up the left to be able to have a good angle in. Yep. And even if you're on the right, like the fairway almost is like, I don't know, it's kind of a bowl, but then it crowns up on the edges. So if you're on the edges of the fairway, it's, I think it's a more difficult shot than if you're in the middle of the fairway, but then in the middle of the fairway, you really don't have a good angle to the flag. Yeah. And you've got bunkers up there and then the green is really diabolical. It just sets way up with huge collection areas that are almost impossible to get up and down for the slope on the green. Yeah. I I think I kind of like those. I like those last three holes a lot there. I think it gives you a really wide variety of golf holes, you know, um, especially with their, you know, being that there's, be, there's that water, you know, just yeah. uh, on 18 is well. a hard finishing hole. It's mm-hmm. probably one of the hardest finishing holes I've played personally, because you have to hit a perfect drive and you have no room for error with the driver. If you're yeah, you don't. just a touch down the right side of the fairway, you have no shot to the green. And if you're left, there's yeah, like they have those bunker. They have those trees that come right up yeah. to, the, to the, to the fairway almost. And they overhang. Mm-hmm. And like we saw on Saturday, Cam Young hits it in the bunker and then just fats it right into the pond and makes double and goes from in contention to he's off the board for the rest of the week. Tell you, I was, well, he was only three back going into Sunday and he was 14 to one. And I'm like, man, that looks juicy to take him at 14 to one right now, three shots back because he's a guy that's capable of doing what Sep did. Yeah. Yep. I, I went back. I bet Lucas Glover at least four times, maybe five, man. Cause I kept just expecting him to do it. Yeah. I go 65 to one, 35 to one. I'll take those. Yeah. But, uh, I think there would have been commas. If, if Sep uh, doesn't just, <laughs> he would have won. If Sep doesn't just put his foot down, I think a lot of guys, I mean, we probably would have seen a, a huge playoff. Maybe Yeah, we would have seen a playoff. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, if you're leaderboard watching and you get to, 14 or 15 and see the board and you're like, Oh, this dude just shot 29 on the front. Like it's over for me. I'm just going yeah, to par. Yeah. When you're at, yeah. When you're at fifth, when you're on hole 15 and you look back, it's like, what the hell? Strock is 23 under yeah. and you're six back. Oh. And it's like, okay, we'll I have to birdie out. So now it's all different. Yeah, now I just need to make different. sure I don't lose more, lose any money here. I need, yeah. to, I need to get in. Yeah. That's yeah. It changes your mindset for sure. Cause then, then the guys are probably, I mean, some of these guys that are 16, 16 under, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys way more aggressive. 16 under those guys are all playing way more aggressive. And, and you, you got guys play. in there. You the got guys in there like Wilson and Glover and Cam yeah. Young and Grayson Murray, like all those guys. And you can play aggressive there. You just have to play defensive aggressive because I mean, a two yard difference on some of the approaches and you're just dead, like no shot. It's, it's a real, I mean, they shoot a million under there, but it's really difficult if you're not hitting at center of the green. 
par threes are hard. The layup par fours are hard. So yeah, it's a good course. Well, let's get into the Barbasol, shall we? This week, it's going to be a predominantly Barbasol episode. We'll get into the Scottish a little bit, though. Uh, Champion Trace Golf Club, they call it. It looks pretty cool. Hole two, a tricky par three with a shallow tiered green. I'm starting to learn some of these golf terms. They were talking about collection areas on these greens, too. 18, they call Waterloo. It's got bunkers, water, a little tiny green. All the makings of a good Sunday afternoon choke job. I think that's going to be a fun hole to uh, watch these guys, especially if it's close. It looks like a lot of mistakes could be made there. Yeah. I Is got the same course we played last year. I don't know. The name yes. didn't look familiar to me. It is. Okay. Yeah. So they've been, so they've been at this course uh, since 2000, um, since 2018. Um, and before that they were at like the grand national course in Alabama. Oh, yeah. So like they originally started in Alabama, which was like the first time they ever had anything in Alabama since was it, was it Bear PGA Bryant? in 1990? Maybe Something like that. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, it's a cool looking course. I mean, I like, I like it. Um, I, yeah. I like these courses that, uh, that, that name every one of their holes and they have like a u- very unique name to them. It's, it's, I don't know. I feel like there's some sort of, it just makes it feel more prestigious, you know, like, okay, here we go. Yeah. The like website, all the poles are sort of painted in watercolor. Like when you Very start awesome. off on hole one with Pandora's box, you know, yeah. it's like, <laughs> come on. Um, but it's, be a long day. it's, I mean, it's a core, it's, it's a good, it's a good course, right? Like good it's numbers on it. I mean, it's part 72 and it's 70, like, I think it's being played at like 73, 28. So, you know, it's, it's, it's enough to enough to bite off, that's for sure. But uh, you know, there's a couple. There's a par four, a couple par fours. I think under 400 yards. Is our winner going to be 21 under again this week? Yeah, I think it's going to be somewhere between 20 and 25. Honestly, um, ever since it came to this course, it's been anywhere from like 20. I think it's been 21 to 25 last year. Um, I think Mullinax won at 25 under. Is that right? Yeah, 25 under. But you know what? Here's a really crazy stat. And Eric, you're going to like this because you're probably going to put a bet in by the time the show is over. Um, <laughs> so here are, since here is, it's, let's see, since it, this thing started, there has been, so 2015, right? So one, two, three, four, five, six. So the seven years minus the COVID year, right? Um, four of them have finished within one stroke. And there's been, there have been two playoffs mm. Ooh. and the first, and the only one that's the odd duck out is the first year. Um, the winner won by three strokes. So it's, it's gone from, oh. from last year. It was one stroke. The year before was a playoff. The year before was one stroke. Uh, two years before that was one stroke. Then one stroke before that playoff three strokes. So gonna be a live bet this thing all weekend. Yeah. I would say that. It's a great, it's a great, I don't know what the numbers are. I'd have to look at, I, I was trying to see it before, but what, what the numbers were on a playoff. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it's got a pretty good shot at happening though. Yeah. It sounds like it. Golf odds lines. Let's see. Will there be, they probably don't even have it on here. So, oh, God, it's probably so props. likely. Tournament props, probably Albatross wire to wire winner is plus 1200. Yeah, see, I don't mm-hmm. see anything for uh, for a playoff, so I bet you that'll have to be a nice little live bet at some point when somebody gets up a few strokes. Yeah, but I thought that was pretty interesting because, like, you don't see a lot of events happen every single year where it's a playoff or one stroke, right. Interesting list here. Taylor Pendrith is your favorite. Yeah. How is Lucas Glover not the favorite? <laughs> I mean, he's, know, he's, Glover, he's, Glover's the, he's right there. I mean, he's on a straight heater right now. Is it pronounced Justin Lower or Justin Lauer? Lauer. Lauer, yeah. Okay. Yeah, ever since Glover switched putters, uh, was it four weeks ago? He's, man, he's been rolling it really good. Yeah. He switched to the same. So I guess the story was is he called Lab Golf and said, "I want the exact same. Make me the exact same thing that Adam Scott has. Like same grip, same length, same weight, everything." 
it's funny. It seems like that's happening quite a bit now, all of a sudden where guys are seeing things and like, Oh man, I really like that look like just do that for me. Yeah. I think they like go out and practice rounds and they're, you know, like guys are just sticking around like you do when you're with your buddies and like, Oh, let me try that. And you try it and you're like, Oh shit, that's really good. So smart though. Especially if you're going to play with a a large number of different guys from week to week, you try some different things that they're doing. Like, Oh man, that actually really works for me. You see that a lot with like, uh, when guys play practice runs with tiger and tigers, like showing him different shots that he hits, like, especially at Augusta, Mm -hmm. which is kind of interesting, which goes back into the conversation we had before about that camaraderie, right? Like, and just the relationships that guys have on the tour now, like they they're willing to help each other out. They understand that. Yeah. We're competing against each other, but we're also in this thing together because we want to make golf as good as it can possibly be. I think that's a really great mindset. Especially yeah. from especially from a business standpoint, man. And those guys understand that they want to, the better the PGA Tour is doing, the more money that is going into their pocket. Well, I mean, Odyssey sold out of that putter that Ricky and yeah. uh, Clark were using. They haven't had that putter in their product line in like three, four years. <laughs> Just you could go on Golf Discount, or you could go on the P on the Callaway website and Facebook buy the used version for like fifty bucks. And then the next week it's like sold out and they're now all of a sudden they're making replica putters for $400 off a bunch of heads that they probably had laying around in the back room. It's crazy though. Like it's funny because just the buzz, the buzz, like uh, on the golf course, when I'm caddying guys talk, our guys are talking about that, you know, like amateur golfers are talking about this. Like, Oh yeah. Like, and all of a sudden you, now, now, like guys are looking at other guys in in, in groups and stuff. It's like, oh, what putter do you have in your bag and stuff? Yeah. Like, oh, you got an Odyssey putter over there, and then they start talking about oh. Ricky, and then it's like, okay, but it, yeah. but it's true though how the buzz happens, and then all of a sudden, yeah, bam, yeah, wow. Millie Goat's typing Lower in all caps as if I could pronounce it. It's, I mean, it's I have still L W O E R. It looked like lower to me. And when uh, when they tweeted about him, I thought, hmm, a guy named Lower. How was I not on that? <laughs> Lower, close enough. I don't see Aberg. This is a weird field, boys. He's playing in Scott. He's playing in the Scottish. Ah, he's ranked high enough or qualified already. I think he probably got a qualification for being what NCAA or US USAM champ or whatever. Got a guy named Josh Teeter here. Yeah, Josh Teeter's been on tour for a while. Austin Smotherman way down here. I just got a feeling about the Smotherman this week. There's a lot of guys playing this week that were kind of have been flip flopping back forth to what to the Corn Ferry every other week. Um, so, and a lot of guys that have been on the struggle bus for a while too. Yeah, yeah, it's a streaky deal, but it's a Ryder Cup year. You know, <laughs> it's the old Kenny Perry method where it's like. The year Kenny Perry made the Ryder Cup team at like forty nine or fifty, and he had a he had I think he had won maybe Deer, and then they said, "Well, you can go to the British." And he said, "No, I'm, I'm going to go to what I think it was Barbasol," and said, "I'm just going to go there and get some points." Goes there and wins, and it's like you get Ryder Cup points for winning the Scottish the same as you get for winning Barbasol. So why would you go or the British? You know, yeah. If British Open courses don't fit your eye, why would you travel when you could go play? an opposite field event against maybe guys that aren't to your level and just cash a check, get some Ryder cup points and secure your spot in the playoffs. Cause I mean, for Lucas Glover, I mean, this is a perfect, perfect way for him to, if he doesn't want to go play the British next week, like he gets a win this week. Now he's easily in the FedEx playoff, probably creeping up that Ryder cup list. I mean, it makes total sense to just stay in the U S be comfortable. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. unless in your own bed, not some weird castle, or whatever unless some of the there. guys are taking, uh, you know, like a lot of times they'll take a recon trip over to the, to the Ryder cup course and play, you know, like Monday, Tuesday, um, like this week they, they didn't post anything, but I would assume that some of them went over there to play it. It's in Rome. I mean, you're already there. You got a private jet. In Rome. <laughs> yeah. It can't be hard to just buzz over there for the afternoon play couple rounds and come back true well let's get into these winners and tops things before we do that here's a message from our good friends at uh 
Jazz Online Sportsbook Casino and Racebook. Use code TSS over there. You're going to get a deposit match. Go check them out. They have a race book. They have a live casino. You can play blackjack. You can bet games. You can live bet stuff. You got all the stuff. Or you can go to underdog. Should we make an underdog lineup? There's some uh, there's some interesting names here. Perhaps. But first, top 20s. Smitty, who you got? All right. Top 20 this week. Uh, a lot of, I mean, I have a lot of similar names um, throughout my entire pick. I have a couple different in my top 20 here. But I... Um, I have uh, to start off. I have Akshay Batia um, at plus one sixty. Um, a little disappointing last week being t thirty five at the deer, but you know, I mean, it wasn't close to a to an ocean. Yeah, we got to get him back true. to the Caribbean. It's true, and uh, you know, he's going to be in Kentucky. I guess it's a little closer to an ocean, um, and it is summertime, so maybe. But uh, you look at this field and. You see his name, and I just feel his name pops out to me um, quite well, just out of pure talent, right? Um, yeah. So I have him at plus 160. Um, I also, I have Grayson Murray um, at plus 180. You know, he just uh, he just had a nice – he just had a nice de- uh, deer finishing T6. Um, so I think, he, you know, this is another, another spot for him. Um, I have Nicholas Norgard at – Plus two ten, no regard for human life. <laughs> uh, then I have two ten, two ten. Yeah. Then I have I have uh, uh, Patton um, Kazire at uh, plus two forty, and then former winner Scott Piercy at uh, two sixty. Piercy sounds like uh, the forgotten dwarf. He won the very first event here, but I mean, so it was, it was at the Alabama course, um, but we'll give him a shot, you know? Yeah. See how it goes. Exactly. I like it. I like it. Some fresh names. What do you got over there, Adam, for top twenties? Yeah. AKA so I, my DraftKings lineup. I tried to uh, switch up a few guys, but I think uh, just the way some of the course looked off the tee, I had Kevin Tway at, uh, 260. It it look, had like an oak tree feel to it, so I thought maybe, you know, look for him. Uh, he's <laughs> let me down a few times, frame. but yeah. Then I had uh, Josh Teeter at 275. You're just the nice Teeter out. made the list. Yep. Um, Kevin Chapel at 300, and then I had Kramer Hickok at 320. And then uh, Doc Redman at 360, just to get some different guys in there. Some guys that have been getting close, like within a few shots of popping that top 20 lately. Or the Kevin Tway's been a, had a lot of top 20s this year. So, yeah. I like Tway at plus 260. Man, there's nobody better at puns than the Millie Goats. <laughs> I try to hang with those guys, but it's like uh, it's like a natural ability that they have. <laughs> like you like you guys do, picking golfers. Hang on, Adam. I put your top twenties in the winner column. I'm gonna have to copy past those over to top twenty. Well, one of them's probably in there, you know. Probably, yeah. probably old Kevin Tway is my guess. That'd be cool. <laughs> That'd be pretty sick. I would not mind that. Profit from it and everything. Okay, we got Smitty's top twenties, we got Adam's top twenties. Now we're on to Smitty's top tens and we're back on track. All right, well, we're jumping on the Taylor Pendrith um, bandwagon here at plus 200. Uh, just a guy that you could feel like he is trying to get himself moving, and, and I think, think he's starting to move in the right direction. And you think about it, again, out of pure talent, right? Like, who's the best? There's a reason why he's got the lowest odds. I mean, yeah, he has, he has the – I mean, arguably, right? Like, at least recently – the best track record as far as like what's going on in PGA tour with him. So I, I, if he can get things right, I and mean, he's a really good player that he showed at the end of the year last year when he came off that injury. Um, then I have Lucas Glover at plus two fifty. right? We talk about well, that all the time. These guys are just, both the favorites. They should be right, like the plus heater, 110 man. plus 150. I, I thought they would be on negatives. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what is ride, Glover's odds? Plus 250 top 10. Yeah. Like ride, ride the heat on that dude. <laughs> Um, and then I have uh, I have Batia at plus um, 
um, at plus 320. Um, Grayson Murray I have at plus 360. And then Nicholas Norgard I have at plus 400. I'll talk about him in a little bit because he's in my next group too. All right. Well, I thought for a minute we were going to have the exact same top tens. <laughs> so the last pick, I was like, uh, that's, got- that's my list. That's my guy. That's my guy. That's my guy. I was like, oh, we're going to have the exact same list here. I mean, it's, it's just I was like, that's almost too good. Like people better bet the whole paycheck. If me and Smitty both randomly <laughs> pick five top tens, the same. That is good. in a not in a not elite field. Yeah, where yeah. you actually have to look. I, the, uh, I'll be honest. I mean, there's there's some guys that are in the upper half of the odds that I had to go and Google, like who the hell is this guy and what <laughs> has he done? Like, what tour is he on? Like normally and stuff. And so, I, yeah, there was some things that I need to look up. But yeah, so I, <laughs> so you got had, Pendrith, Glover, Batia, and Murray. Yep, and then I had Justin Lauer at four hundred. Yep. We still went like uh, we both went with somebody at plus four hundred too. Yeah. I was like, man, this is gonna be the exact same list. (laughs) I was like, oh, that's a that's a sign. Everybody needs to bet it. I agree. Yeah, yep. I feel really good about this. It's gonna be a good week. I think uh we gotta get we gotta get producer Chris to even bet these. Make some monies, pay for your whole tournament trip. Well, last time we had similar picks was last year John Deere when we Started oh boy. our rake fest. Yeah. That was arguably the best Fourth of July ever. <laughs> that was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't able to watch. I was just checking the scores on on the ESPN app, just waiting for them all to be F's on the side. We were so we were like we were rolling so good that whole entire weekend last mm-hmm. year during the during the John Deere that like I was I I felt like I was looking at my phone when I wasn't watching the tournament. <laughs> Like every ten minutes, be like, okay, what was going? On? What's going on? Where where the scores at now? Where are these guys? They still doing this? All right, total radio cool. silence. Not one text message from any any of the four on the last four holes. <laughs> yep, yeah. When there's no text going on a Sunday, then you know we're looking good. Yeah, things are possibly happening. That loyal fans; those are the best kind. We even don't worry. We listen. There's to only two, only two, two hearts though. Like, who didn't get one? Oh, maybe they're both mine. No, it's probably you guys. You're the pro and the caddy. I'm just the facilitator. Now, winners, tell us why uh, Manuel Noriega is going to win this thing, Smitty. <laughs> All right, so I have I have Taylor Penrith at plus sixteen hundred, Lucas Glover at plus two thousand. Um, <laughs> I have Akshay. At uh, plus twenty five hundred, Grayson Murray at plus thirty five hundred, and then I have Nicholas Norgard at uh, at plus four thousand. Um, so, like I said, I'll tell you guys a little bit about him. Like, you know, he. I mean, forty to one, right? Those are pretty good odds. Like, you'll take them, right? Uh, obviously, like if you hit with that, you're you're running away. Um, you know, some of the things I was looking at it with him is statistically and everything. And it just seems like he has a better chance to win it than, than being 40 to one. I felt like he should have been a little bit higher up the board. Like that was a, that was a name that stuck out to me. Um, some back backtracking with him, like he had a really good season um, on the challenge tour, like in 21, right. With seven, like top 10 finishes. And he got promoted then to the European tour last year. Um, and like, he's posted top tens, like at the, at the, at the Porsche European open. Um, you know, so it's in like one, two, three other ones during his rookie season. So, I mean, he's, he's doing really well. And then, uh, he also, um, he also like has multiple, um, appearance appearances for his country, like when he was an amateur too. So like, he's not, he's not like a stranger to competitive golf by any means. Right. Like he's just not a name that you see or hear on the PGA tour. So, um, I feel like that was why his odds were a little bit higher potentially just because people don't know who he is. Yeah. Um, and I, I just, I think that he has a chance to do really well this weekend and um, at, at 40 to one, what the hell, you know? Yeah. 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 I think maybe he's trying to rack up some points for Ryder cup too. Cause they're, 
they're hurting for players. And that's kind of what I was thinking about that. It's like, well, why is he like coming over and playing in this event? But it's like, it's a, it's a really. Yeah. He may not really- have qualified for the Scottish too. That could be a thing. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not high enough in the world just to get signed up. Yeah. Because I think he's like, I, I want to say somewhere like 300th or something like yeah. that. So. Well, they had even said that Luke Donald had already played with Aberg a few times and probably he's probably going to be on the Ryder Cup team. Nicholas hmm. Norg. Oh, Norgard. That's why I couldn't find it. The yeah. G is right after. Yeah, and there's like two A's in there and wild. I just type it like I sound it out. <laughs> yep. Well, do we want to talk? Uh, well, do we like any of these props? We were talking. Oh, wait. About... What about my picks? Holy shit. Wow, you guys Eric. had the same list. I no. thought we were. <laughs> Everything's been uh... different on the on the wins. There we are. There's a few You're right ones. Adam's winners are blank. Let's fill yeah. these in. So I also had Glover at 2000. Uh, but he had 2800. And then Pat Kassire at 5000. Man, I yeah, like that. I like that too. too. I like good. that too. And I could only put I could only put him at a at a top twenty, but I like yeah. that. That's good. Uh Kevin Strillman at twenty eight hundred. And uh I don't know what the guy's first name is. His last name's Koost at twenty five hundred. He sure. was didn't he lead the first round last week? Yeah, he was Peter Koost. I think that's how you say it. But yeah, he was playing really pretty good last week at, for a while. So, and I think he might even played good the week before that. So, what are his odds? I'm still 2,500. Oh, nice. So, it's not bad. I mean, he's one of the top 10 favorites. So, these top 10 odds are are blowing my mind. The favorite is two to one to finish in the top 10. (laughs) Yeah. And most of the field I've never heard of. That shows they have no idea who's going to win either. I mean, I have two former Sucks winners. Sucks for them, because we fucking do. Yeah. I have two former winners on my list. I feel I feel good about that, like with Piercy sh- and Murray. Yeah, we should talk to somebody at DK and see what the deal is, Why, how they do their handicapping, because it's not great, for, but it works good for us. I agree. <laughs> yep. I'm not complaining. Not even a little. These top 10s and top 20s are going to be on fire this week. feel great about it. Let's see. Um, yeah. yeah. Do we want to do we want to talk um, Scottish or props? Yeah. You said you had Streelman on your list, right? Yeah. Didn't. So that was like a story from last year, right? With like, because Mullinex won and he beat, he he beat, uh, was, was it last year? Yeah, it was last year where he beat Streelman by a stroke, right? On the 18th, he hit like. He oh, hit like yeah. a he hit like a fifteen footer or something like that um, from the edge of the green to to beat Shroomman by a stroke or something. Yeah. That was because like last year there was all that weather, um, and they ended up having to play a ton of holes in a row. I feel oh, like yeah, because there was a ton of ton of rain. Delay it was there, rain, so. yeah. What was there like a like a, yeah one of those tournaments where we felt like it was never going to end because it just kept yeah. rain and then play and then rain and play. Yeah, thirty three holes on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of golf. Wow. Yeah. I'd say, I mean, what is your mental fortitude able to do? Like how many holes can you really focus for? 20? Uh, I mean, I was actually just so like from a player's perspective, I was actually just talking to somebody about this today. I've talked to several people about this, but if you're a top player and let's say you shoot 65 well, you're probably going to have between 25 and 30 putts. So take that out. So now you're at 30 total shots. Well, you're probably going to have, you know, 10 chip shots or short pitch shots. So you're only at 20 full swings for the whole tournament. Mm-hmm. So that's breaking down that way. I mean, the walking is the hardest part and the like start stop and the stress of playing. But as far as the physical ability of playing golf, like, I mean, you go out and hit 40 range balls and take full cuts with your driver. Well, you're only going to hit 40 full shots in 36 holes. So, yeah, I, I was actually just talking about that too, with somebody the other day um, and uh, someone who plays competitively. And 
they were talking about, you know, I asked, I said, you know, how do like rain delays, like mess with your, your rhythm and what, what you do and everything. And, and, you know, some of the events that you play in, yeah, you have to play 36 holes in a day. Right. Um, which they're like, that's not really a big deal. Like that you're, you're expecting to play that many holes. And then if you get rained out and then you play the next day and you have to play extra holes the next day. Well, you're expecting to play that many. So it's not really that big of a mental thing for you. Right. He's like, he was saying like the biggest thing that the issue is, is when you get delayed because of weather and you know, you're going to end up playing again that day. You just don't know when. So then it's like, you don't know when you should start yeah. getting yourself ready and back into the rhythm of, I need uh, to get back into the golf course thing. Yeah. I have a hard time. Like when we have rain delays, it's like, you know, they'll let you usually go to the range to loosen up, but sometimes you can't because it's rained so much, but it's like, if your body's already going and you're a person that, you know, recovers after a round, now you're recovering after the holes you played. Well, you need to know when to like get your body worked up again. It's like a player that, you know, goes out in the first quarter and with fouls and then has to set for two quarters before they come back in or, or set for 10 minutes. You got to like get your body going again so your swing doesn't feel as good as it did when you go back out it's just tight and it's hard to get really loosened up and get back in the flow of it yeah so i found that interesting right because it's like yeah well playing 36 holes in a day is not the issue it's it's yeah if because if you know like all right this is when i'm going to play those 36 holes okay well here's my day but to where if you're you're hunkered down by weather and you don't know exactly when it's going to be done and when you get to go back on you can't plan all that out yeah you know being an athlete like that's tough to do because your body has a process. Right. And you see like the worst is playing with in the weather, like on, was it Friday or Saturday when it rained at the deer, it was Friday mm-hmm. and Zach Johnson and Kutra are trying to make the cut and it's raining. And all of a sudden the greens are like a foot and a half slower and they're having trouble getting it to the hole. So that's, yeah. that's what sucks. It's the worst. And that's why they always say like the British and the Scottish open, like, it's just going to be luck of the draw because if you get the the part of the course where it's perfect or you get the part of the round when it's just dumping or windy, it's completely different course. It's not equal, which is yeah. the complaint with live that you're not playing the course equal every hole as everyone else. Because when you play a shotgun start, it was explained on TV and it made total sense. But when you play a shotgun start, you're not playing the holes in the sequence they were designed. You're playing them in a different sequence. I mean, you're playing them all in a row, but you're not like working up into the hard part of the horses. You might play the hard holes first and then get into the easy holes or play the easy holes yeah. and then get into the hard holes. And that was something like for me, when I, when I was a, when I was a high school golf coach, that was something for me that was really hard when we go into these events and there are shotgun starts and you're trying to prepare each kid a little bit differently for how like, all right, well you're starting with the hardest hole in the course. Yeah. And now, and then you're ending with the toughest hole. And, you know, those types of things. And you, you kind of almost need to like once in a while, I would have to switch up the order of my five golfers and it wouldn't always be my number one wouldn't always be my best golfer. You yeah. Know, I want it because you want to play the course the way in which it was designed because you yeah. get into a flow a little bit out there. And there's a reason why holes are set up the way they are. Right. Yeah. It's like if you went to Aaron Hills and all of a sudden you're starting on. 14 or 15 that's a whole different golf course than starting on yeah. one <clears throat> yeah for sure i mean I, and i've done that in in private events out there where i'm caddying for guys and we're starting on the back nine in the middle of the back <laughs> nine somewhere i'm like this is just wrong yeah there's a random question i'm trying to fill out my dfs lineup with a cheap guy your your buddy Gliglick. any chance he makes the cut at this event i would think so i don't know if he made it last week Gliglick. How much you got left? It's Gliglick or Kevin. Tw- well, Tway's much more expensive. I need yeah. one of these like 65, 6,700 guys. So I thought I had uh, Streelman, but it must be like Streelman's kid or something. What about like. Uh, His old Gliglick. How's James Hahn been playing this year? Uh, hit or miss. I think you're better off taking like a guy like Harry Higgs. Yeah, I was just I was just looking at Higgs. Is he in that same same area? Higgs is eight thousand. They're on to him, oh. as well as uh, Norgard. He's ninety one hundred. See, somebody's watching the live show. 
I got Glover, Norregard, Murray, Kazir, and Gliglick. And now I need one more cheap guy. I don't say that name. What is wrong with that name? Why does that give him? <laughs> really it sounds like a sound. It sounds like the I don't know the noise you make before you throw up. What name Maybe. are you? Ta- what name are you talking it's about? Like right Gliglick. Gliglick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he hates it. The first time I said what I didn't know that was the thing, but I was like something bothered him. That's man. like Super Troopers. Like the next person is <laughs> this next person is saying <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> gonna get pistol whip. <laughs> Hey, Farva, what's that place what's you always like to go to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean shenanigans? <laughs> what about like Andrew Novak? Andrew Novak, 9,000. <clears throat> How much money do you have left right now? I have 6,500 fake. Give us, give us like six, seven what guys right now that you got. In that Watney, range. McGirt, old... Uh, Old Max McGreevy's down here. He always I was is. is Max McGreevy. I'm on always the list. tempted to go Max McGreevy. I'm doing it. I mean, he's like just a well, hold on. What about like what about Jim Herman? Hmm. Let's see. Max McGreevy's so hit or miss right now. I feel like he's just Herman's 7100, just oh, out of my man. price range. That sucks. He would have been a good Unless one. He's I a, drop he's a former winner. I mean, Nick Wadney's pretty decent. I saw him down there. What's uh what's Kelly Kraft doing? Is he in that range? Nick Watney, sixty four hundred. Perfect. I mean I now think we Nick got Glover. a safer bet than uh than Max McGreevy, but if he wins, then don't don't get mad. This is the one right here. How about, we got how about Jason Duffner? Norregard. Yeah, I don't know how Duff's been playing a little bit. He's kind of in that Fowler click, and I don't know if he's he's been what showing some signs, but then the next week he's like not even close. Like if we get to a track where it's like a 10 to 12 under, he might have a chance, but a a 20 plus, I think he struggles making a ton of birdies. I'm going to need AK to dig deep in his oh bag for his never missed a cut in a million years guy this week. Yeah. So, so Duffner, <laughs> Duffner was, Duffner was T31 last week. Yeah. I mean, top 30 is not I bad. Think he was right. stay- I think he was staying with the, uh, with the JT post. Was he? I think he was. But here's here's the deal with with Duffner. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen missed cuts and a withdraw this year. Yeah. Ooh. Ouch. That's rough. But he shot the T thirty one, so he's getting it back on the rails. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's his best of the year so far, I think. Let me see. Yeah. That's his best. That's his best. He had a T32, I think, or T36 at the Valspar. All right. Oh, AK's at the, at the Phoenix Open, he was T32. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. I mean, you look at his scores where he actually places well. Yeah, it's like the 8 to 12. Yep, because he was 11 under at the, at yeah. the year. He just yeah, can't. that's not going to happen this week. At his age, yeah. and it's just hard. It's, I mean, at some point, those guys at the certain age, like you just they can't take a deep. That's why Brooks Kepka hated, you know, hates the opens where it's, God, it's 10 plus, you know? Yeah. I can't believe he's 46 already. He's four years away. I thought he was around the same age as me. You guys are old. Hey, senior <laughs> tour, man. The problem for him is that when he gets on senior tour, there's 15 other guys that turn 50. Yeah. You know? I mean, then you're like, well, shit, it's the same problem I have. It's like when I turn 50, it's like all the best club pros turn 50. So it's like, cool. Well, I get to play against you till for the rest of my playing career. That's going to be awesome. Right. Because how does like, I mean, take those guys away, though. I mean, how does Duffner even do on the on the senior tour? I mean, I don't know. Like there's some guys who are. He probably moves it. The courses are a little shorter, a little more playable. But I mean. Dude, you got to beat Stricker. You got to beat Bernhard. You got to beat yeah. <laughs> a dozen guys. I'm saying. Was... I mean, I guess like just looking at his stats, though. I mean, I those yeah, the senior tour would would definitely would definitely bode well for his game. Yeah, because you're looking at stuff like I mean, he gets to ride a cart. 
you know. Oh, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a good call. That's a real bonus. He looks like, he looks like a cart rider yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he has a few beverages when he plays. I'm doing one Max McGreevy lineup just just because I I don't want to be the guy who didn't have Max McGreevy. And yeah. Smotherman. All right, I got a Chalmers lineup. Chalmers really lets you do some stuff. It's I just nice uh, cheap. looked at the Scottish, and of course, Scotty's favored, but... I think I would I think I would watch at least one day to see how his putter's going. <clears throat> if the guy really gets his putter figured out odds, man, it's crazy. Like we talk about how awesome competition has been, right? And I mean the field um, with the Scottish is deeper than any major I've that we've had all year. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Tom think, think about think about how good golf is right now, right? And you still have Scotty Scheffler in an event. Yeah. And he is plus 650 to win it. And the next guy's Rory at 950. I mean, if you go 30 players deep at the Scottish and it's Patrick Rogers at 15,000, it's like, dude, I mean, they're, they're not giving anyone a chance. I mean, it just shows how good they are. Yeah. I mean, you could go in here and just say, okay, I'll take the guy that's in 25th place. Well, that's Sung JM. Well, that's a pretty good pick, you know, and <laughs> yeah. he's at 6,000 to win. <clears throat> wow. And any of these guys, like these guys are all incredible at golf. They could all just have yeah. a day like Sepp Straka just had. I think the Scottish is just like, they're there just to play some Lynx golf and get your kind of wheels under you for Lynx golf. Cause it's totally different visuals, but I mean, there's no way you could talk me into playing two weeks over there in tournament golf. It's just terrible. Yeah, the yeah, weather is so sketch. Fucking wet potatoes and beef jerky or whatever the hell they. No ice do. in your sodas and stuff like that. It's just like, man. Oh. What's wrong with that? I love that. I mean, I get it that people go over there for these bucket list trips, but that's like. They probably call soda something weird, too. That's not on my bucket list to go over and play in. To not oh, have ice. You like the of blue adverse conditions and you know stay in tiny hotel rooms and pay thousands of dollars to play golf fucking charger just don't get, even plug in and just get beat up on the golf course yeah i'd much rather be at the barbell in tennessee the, and, the locals yeah i'd rather i'd much rather be in the barbell just hanging out for the week yeah i'm unless you're in a dry county in kentucky i don't know how that works but it's kentucky I mean, you could probably drive five miles and find a distillery. Yeah, there's a distillery in the woods over here. Yeah, there's somebody in the woods that's. Uh, there might be the a road, guy yeah. with a steel just right off of 14T. You never know. Yep. They got the good stuff. How do they do that? That moonshiner show has to be completely staged because otherwise, how are they Absolutely. following these criminals around and the police? And the police and the criminals never intersect. Right. Has to be. I watch that show all the time. I mean, it's, it's crazy, dude. It's great, like laying on the couch. Not doing nothing TV. I mean, I think they just like do it on private property. And by the time you get the proper paperwork to like, you know, like get a search warrant, they've already moved to somewhere else. Yep. <clears throat> They're crafty. I mean, it can't be that hard to like drive around this town that they all live in and see like, oh, there's a film crew. There's a film crew. Like, <laughs> yeah. why don't we just tail them? And, but I guess then it would be, there's probably some law against that. I don't know. Yep. Maybe. Yep. I can't imagine that the police aren't benefiting from the tourist dollars that they get off of these. Yeah. You know, shows. Let those yokels in the bibs do their thing and uh, just worry about the parking tickets. Exactly. Boy, AK is going to have me building five, six lineups. (laughs) (laughs) I got, I got Chalmers in one. I got to get old Alex Levy. Jeldson. That's a hell of a name. I think the case. See? He knows. AK knows how to dig through the bargain bin and make these lineups happen. That way you can get uh, maybe Glover and Pendrith in there. Maybe Glover, Pendrith, and Batia. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chris liked that one. Yep. As long as Gliglick as long isn't as, in there. As long as, <laughs> as long as he's nowhere near this event. Yep. Well, 
That's about enough, right? We're at an hour. It's bedtime. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, uh, Adam and Smitty, for all your unified picks. I feel great about those. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, but you have, so I don't even know why I'm telling you that. Go follow us on the Twitter at Plus Money Golf. All one word. Um, other than that, we'll see you right back here next Tuesday for more Plus Money opportunities. Adam, say something cool like the golfers say. 50 bucks, you slice it into the woods. Thanks for listening to Plus Money Golf. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, keep up with the show on Facebook and Instagram at Plus Money Golf and on Twitter at PSR Golf. Until next time.